We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Hi, Blue Wire listeners. I'm Greg Olson. I'm excited to partner with Blue Wire to bring you TE1, a podcast where I interview the tight ends who have revolutionized the position. Listen in as I have raw, in-depth conversations with the all-time greats like Shannon Sharp, Tony Gonzalez, Travis Kelsey, and George Kittle. We'll explore how the tight end position has changed over the last 60 years and what it takes to be the very best. Subscribe to TE1 from Blue Wire Studios today so you're ready for the August premiere. What's up, guys? This is the Uncontested Podcast, covering the Oklahoma City Thunder. This podcast is ran by Jacob, Nick, Justin, Taylor, and Kamiar. Listen to future episodes on your favorite podcast streaming service like iTunes or Spotify. And don't forget to leave a five-star rating. This is Lou Dork. You're listening to the Uncontested. What is up? Welcome to the Uncontested Podcast. We are part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network and the official podcast of BoomtownHoops.com. I'm your host for the day, Jacob Niffin. Along with me, I've got Taylor from Tulsa. Very nice. Very nice. I accidentally hit mute on cast instead of pause on my phone. Still the RE, baby. We also have, along with me, Kamiar Marabian. I should be taking a nap, or I should be waking up, like, I don't know. Sunday afternoon naps. I'm tired. I'm real tired, but uh, I'm here. And uh, the Thunder have just finished up scrimmage number two in the bubble, boys, against the Philadelphia 76ers. We're undefeated. Uh, yeah, the Thunder are undefeated in the scrimmage games, 2-0. and Are we just diving right into it? Typically, we start off the podcast with something funny. We're just diving right in today? <laughs> I mean, like, they're going to go 8-0 in the seating, and then they're going to go, what, 16-0 in the playoffs? There you go. Yeah. I it's going to be a total of uh, 27 straight wins. I'm into it. Easy. 
Okay. No, so the Thunder beat the Philadelphia 76ers 102-97. to And really for the Thunder, what was a really ugly game until the end. The first half wasn't the best basketball I've ever watched in my life. It was very, <laughs> uh, very rusty, lots of turnovers and just bad basketball. Unless you're a Philadelphia 76ers fan, in which case you watch them never miss a three-pointer uh, ever. Just everything they hoisted up went into the hoop, so it must be nice. The Thunder played their starters into the third quarter today, which was different from... Friday's scrimmage against the Boston Celtics where the Thunder only played their starters for the first half. And this one ends in incredibly exciting fashion. The Thunder down two with about a minute to go. Devin Hall driving kick to Andre Robertson in the corner who, without hesitation, fires up a three. Bang. Bang. Turns, talks some trash to the Philadelphia 76ers bench. uh, He talked a little trash. Gets a stop at the other end. Thunder come back down. Hall again drives, kicks to Dre at the elbow, who pulls up for three again with all the confidence in the world. Bang! Gets a second one. Seals the game as the bench goes wild. Couldn't be more happy for Andre Robertson. Yeah, no, absolutely. it's just super exciting. Um, and like you said, just seeing him take those shots without really any hesitation. And, I, I mean, obviously he had some new uh, improved confidence. But after today, that's got to be like skyrocket. Uh, so I'm really excited to see him, especially when we get going to seeding games. You know, I, I'm still unsure how many minutes he'll actually see. It could be a little situational, but I wouldn't be surprised if we see Dre uh, pull some threes. And just regardless, it's awesome for his confidence and just such an awesome dude. Um, I think Chris Paul, after the game, said that called Dre one of his favorite teammates he's ever played with. Um, and then I think it was Brandon Rabar of Daily Thunder tweeted out that Dre just is smiling um, before the interview, during the questions, after each question, and just how infectious that is. So it's just really cool to see him in positive spirits again and playing basketball. I like watching basketball. It's fun. <laughs> it gives me something to look forward to. Uh, but, yeah, Dre's, Dre's been good. He looked, a, he looked like he spent, like, the last day with heating pads on his lower back and his knees and everything else. He looked a lot more fluid than he did the other day. He looked pretty True. stiff. Uh, but today, he looked uh, pretty fluid, uh, making plays everywhere, um, switching up on who he was guarding. He he guarded some three and some four. And then, of course, like you said, he just like, there was a, like, he had already hit the go ahead three. And then he was at the top of the perimeter, and we're like, oh, he's going to shoot another three, and he passed it up, and then eventually got another three to go down. So really good for him. Um, I know Rachel DeMite is very happy for him. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, it's pretty crazy that he uh, can miss so much basketball, come back, and looks really kind of stiff the first game. And then the second game looks a lot more like himself, uh, but still a long ways to go to where you said, Taylor, I don't know yep. if you'll actually play meaningful minutes in the seeding games and playoffs, but like you said, it could be situational, um, just, you know, depending upon who they play against. Like, uh, I don't know, who else in the West has long guards or long wings that they would need to have play besides? The Clippers are a big one. Yeah, right? the, the two the LA Clippers are big ones. Lakers, it'd be nice having Dre. I mean, other situational. Than, there's really nobody in the West with those big wings that he'd have to guard the up yeah. one and he's he's too slow for Harden and Westbrook now. 
Yeah, that's fair. I was going to say it would be kind of nice to have him to throw out uh, when, when Dort's on the bench um, to, to go against some of those guys and, and eat them up. But you're right. He is a step slower still, but he did look improved. So maybe we'll see him to continue to improve. And that's Dort kind of something really good. you bring up a really good point. Card. Yeah, no, definitely. And that's something I want to bring up to you, Kamiar. Um, at least in the rotation, it kind of seems to me that Dort has the starting position locked down still. Um, what was interesting is we saw Ferg at the end of the first half get some burn with the starters again, kind of like where he was prior to um, him going out for a while and then Dort stepping in earlier this season. And I, I kind of like to see that with Trey. I kind of like to see him play with those starters like next scrimmage game as they kind of gear up a little more, not for like long extended minutes. And I'm not saying I want him over Dort, but it would be kind of cool to see how he plays with those guys and against starter level talent because we haven't seen that yet. He's just been playing you know, the end of the you know, end of the third quarter into the fourth quarter against like the Sixers G League <laughs> and the, the Celtics young guys. So I'd really like to kind of see him against the elite competition again uh, this next scrimmage on Tuesday. Dort as point guard was really, really pretty decent, actually. It, yeah, that was fun. It looks like it, it looks like when he plays against, you know, second lineups or even third lineups that the Sixers were throwing out. He looked really. He actually looked a lot better than a lot of the guys he was around, uh, especially driving through traffic. Uh, he had double, that move where he kind of shook. Yeah, he shook Matisse Thybul and got yeah. to the rim and did that reverse. Up, up that was nasty. Off that the glass, and I was like, "Are you kidding me?" And it's just his release is so high, and he looks he looks comfortable playing point guard. But because you know he's played he played point guard in high school and college, so it makes sense. Right. But it just looks like he looks like. He's much better than the competition that was thrown out there on, you know, the Clippers, not the Clippers, the Sixers. Sixers bench and then the Celtics bench before. So it's like he's in between being a second lineup guy and a, and a starter, but he's playing really well in his role. So yep. Looks good. No, I think that's fair. And he splashed two threes to start the game too, Yeah, which the release looked very good, the, the form – Everything and so if he can hit those down consistently, that's that's huge for this team. Exactly. Um, yeah. So speaking of Dort, who had a great game, we got to talk about the other rookie on this team as well. Darius Baisley looked pretty nice today, guys. He did. He looks much stronger, uh, much more comfortable handling the ball, much more aggressive. But I think the thing that stood out to me above all else is the way he's running the floor. I mean, I think it was Friday scrimmage. He had a block on one end and then received the the pass in transition on the other end of the floor because he beat everybody else down after getting the block. And we saw that again a couple times today. Just having Baisley and those young legs to run the floor like that is awesome. And he's handling the ball. Um, you know, he's able to rip those rebounds and then just take it and go. And I think that's a huge benefit to his team, especially when you're trying to play quick. Um, so I'm, I'm really impressed. I, I see a lot of improvement. He hit two threes today, which is awesome to see. Um, just a little more confidence in Baisley. Yeah, he had 13 points on four of eight shooting, seven rebounds, a block, a steal, uh, hit a third of his threes, half of his free throws, and was a plus 19 on the night. I think I think just similar to Dort, but more so, Baisley shows you flashes of what he can do with the starters, uh, whereas Dort just shows you a lot of what he can do several times in a game. Uh, whereas Baisley, once it's like the bench or the Sixers' third unit or whatever else they're throwing out there, like when he's being guarded by forkhand cork maws and <laughs> other dudes like he just takes it to you and he shows you what he's going to be able to do but like you said he's had some blocks he's been able to run the floor like after he blocked the hell out of who did he block um oh, was I it mike remember. scott it might have been, been or uh, what's that guy's name pell 
I don't even know. Something like that. Their backup big since Joel didn't he play. He just swatted the hell out of him at the rim, and then he started to run the floor. And the next thing you know, like he's like a giraffe with new legs. Just yeah. forearm shivered somebody out of the way, which, thank God, they were in the semicircle, or else it would have been a charge. But he still shows he shows flashes of what he's going to be able to do in the future. But he still shows his basketball immaturity because he's not he's 20 years old now. Yeah. Right. And uh, I asked I look I looked over at Jake because we live like a minute away and I said, you know, how long did it take him to grow that mustache? Cause, you know, like you know like he hasn't shaved a day in his life cuz like I don't like the mustache look, but hey, it, it, if he keeps him playing him like this, then sure go for it. <laughs> yeah, I thought Baisley looked nice today. Um very decisive. Yeah. You know, I thought there wasn't any hesitancy in his game. If he caught it and he was open, he let it fly. He would attack the rim. He would, like, defensively, I thought he played very smart as far as, like, closing out to shooters without jumping, um, chopping his feet so he can stay with uh, stay with a guy who tries to, on, on the closeout, as somebody tries to, like, blow past him. I think there is a lot of nuance to his game. I think he's learned a lot. He's still got a long ways to go. But like you said, Kamir, I think you see flashes, and to me, through these first two scrimmages, what I've noticed from him is his body size, his confidence, and he's a lot more consistent and not up and down in his minutes. We'll find True. it out in the seeding game. Though, yeah, right? no, that's definitely fair. True. You know, I mean, we're, we're only two scrimmages in. Um, guys, Shea Gilgis-Alexander with another really nice outing. Ends the day. minutes, too. Yeah, played 24 minutes. Ends the day with 16 points, 5 assists, 7 rebounds, 2 steals. Uh, the only blemish, one of six from the three-point line. I mean, it's kind of like the same conversation with Baisley, just on a much higher scale and a much higher yeah. level that he's jumped. Just the confidence, the strength. You can see that the strength has transitioned, that the size that he's put on um, in the, I guess, what you would call the hiatus, but basically an offseason, um, and just combining that with his skill. Jake, it's something you kind of tweeted about that I think is maybe the thing that stood out the most is we're seeing him uh, work on his playmaking. And we're seeing him make things happen more than him just going to the the basket and being shifty and getting you know scoring around the rim. He's trading for others now. He it's leading to some wide open yeah. threes. And some of those passes didn't lead directly to assists, but you really saw on display in that first quarter and then early in the second quarter where Shea was attacking the basket with his head up and finding the open man. He was attacking and kicking. He had one play where he drove from the top of the key, drew the defender up, and then dropped it off to Steven Adams on the backside oh, for yeah, a layup. Pretty. And he had another one where he drove in on the baseline and had a slick little off the bounce bounce uh, yeah, off the dribble bounce pass into the middle of the lane to Steven for another layup. And you can just tell that the the playmaking is coming around for him that it's almost like the game has slowed a little bit and he's able to manipulate it a little bit more. And then he's still got all those old moves. He had a play today uh, that ended up in a, in a pass, I think in an assist, but he caught the ball at the three point line, gave like a little head fake, took a little stutter dribble to freeze the defense and then blew past two guys and dropped the pass off. The, the passing, the playmaking is definitely coming around to where you can see that he's, if you want to play him at point guard, I think you're going to be able to and you're going to be just fine as yep. far as letting him run an offense. And we're really about to see what that looks like whenever Dennis Schroeder leaves the bubble. I mean, think about it. Today, Shea was guarded, I by think, every, every possession by Ben Simmons or Matisse Thibel. And there were times where they couldn't really stay with him. And I know. Yeah, there were times where he blew Twitter. straight past 
Ben Simmons. Right, I, right. I now, there's, still there's think people... Ben Simmons is overrated. I, I, <laughs> like, are you telling? Okay, would you rather have Ben Simmons or Shea? Like, just just like put these two players in a vacuum. Ooh. Would you? It's like in an empty gym. You're not. There's no fit on a team. It's just one on one. Who would you rather have on? Who would you rather have? Would you rather have Shea or Ben Simmons? I think Shea definitely has more skill. So I I I take right. Shea. I'm also biased, I, right, but I would take like, Shea. So, like, what, think, what does Ben Simmons bring to the table besides the fact that he's a giant with handles? He can't shoot. Yeah, I think his, his passing is maybe his, better yeah. than Shea's. So he's just massive Rondo? <laughs> yeah, Kamiar brought this up to me earlier. Yeah, I mean, he kind of is a massive Rondo, is he not? In a way, yeah, that's a good point. And he does bring solid defense. Shit. And it's just like he's a 6'10", 220 pound Rajon Rondo. He, he like, well, he's Magic Johnson. Well, Magic Johnson could shoot and do other things. Like this man, like I, I, I just don't see it. I don't see why you would ever want to trade for him either. Like, oh, like what? He's not taking your program anywhere. He's not taking your team anywhere. I, I just don't buy. I hate, I hate the way he plays. It's just so dumb. Man. <laughs> The fact that Dre has three three pointers made in a scrimmage and Ben Simmons has one like it is an entire career just hilarious. <laughs> to me. I will say you got to have the right people around him, and I think the Sixers are definitely still working on that. Yeah, I think starting Shea have... helps, or sorry, uh, starting a Shake helps, but still isn't where. Yeah, you know who would get Ben Simmons a title? Having KG, Paul Pierce, and Ray Allen because that's what Rondo, <laughs> Rondo did. Yeah, we wouldn't be talking about Rondo uh... if he didn't have that title garbage ben simmons might be bigger than kg for being honest yeah he is and he, he is have pretty big any of the big man skill so um but but i thought shay continued to show off kind of his skill his repertoire today he had a lot better game than chris paul did that's for sure chris yeah, paul was, has he was the best, struggled he was the best one out of the three uh i almost said running backs he's the best one <laughs> out of the three uh point three guards. Point guards, yeah. yeah uh dennis schroeder struggled today for sure yep um Thinking about his child, man. When is when is Elena due? Isn't Ellen. It? Ellen. When is Ellen due? Like he said, three weeks ago, like yesterday. He? <laughs> no, he said he said three to four weeks, about a week to a week and a half ago, I think. Okay, you, so we're getting close. Right around he's about, when he, he's about to be season out. game start. Better, yeah, better take some X-lax and get that baby out of there. <laughs> <laughs> Need this man for the playoffs. <laughs> like, cause like people, I there's no way he's playing these scrimmages in practicing with the team without the intention of playing in the playoffs. There's just no way. Yeah. Otherwise yeah. he'd be no, with Ellen. Exactly. Otherwise he'd be with Ellen the entire time in the hospital or just in the hospice at home or whatever. So like that that gives that should give you a lot of encouragement that's like, okay, he's going to play in the playoffs, just I don't know if he's gonna play any of the seeding games. Yeah. It depends how long he stays, how long he feels like he needs to stay even just to help out, which is understandable. Maybe. But I think you're right, he'll be back. Just fly back for the birth, take some pictures in the hospital, fly back <laughs> into the bubble. Start playing basketball again. I mean, this is not the Lou uh. Will situation. <laughs> we'll get there. We'll get there. Uh, hey, guys, last thing of the scrimmage I wanted to mention, Steven Adams' aggressiveness. Man, he was uh, Again, t- again today, he was very aggressive, um, seems confident, didn't have nearly the the scoring night tonight. He ended with, I'm pulling it up here, uh, 11 points and assists, nine rebounds, five of eight shooting. Um, so, so definitely not a bad game from Steven again. But it wasn't the 17 points from the other yeah, night yeah. where he just dominated. That's, that's the he difference between a, going, you know, one on one with Al Horford compared to 
the Celtics big or lack yeah. thereof. <laughs> I, I like Tice as a role player, but he's yeah. not like if they if the Celtics had Stephen Adams or even Nerlens, they'd be so much better off. I agree. I think, yeah, but I'm with you. Stephen also has an aggressive tan line. Did you see that? Yeah, yeah. This man looks, that's yeah. the farm out of New Zealand, man. This man, this man is very like he's like my level of tan. So it's like <laughs> nice to see like. This is what like he actually like his skin color is actually is like when he's in New Zealand like he's a really tan dude but he's in Oklahoma the entire time he starts to turn pretty light skin. pretty white yeah but like yeah he uh like you guys said Horford couldn't miss from three early yeah and that was really frustrating I missed a lot of Horford threes because I was late to Jake's because I got coffee and was watching the Chelsea game but. Um, Horford just couldn't miss, and then Horford's just a good defensive guy in general. And yep. so when people, yeah, Hor- Horford is very sound. So when people say, "Hey, would you trade Chris Paul for Hor- Horford and some picks?" Like, I don't know. Like, would you? Would you trade uh, Chris Paul for Horford and some picks down the down the road? It well, the thing is that Horford contract is massive. You know, it's right. four years. Well, so is so, Chris Paul's. Well, Chris Paul only has two, two more years, years on it, where Horford's Horford like has three. has. Three more three. after this year, yeah. but yeah, three or four. If if you could do Chris Paul and Chris Paul for Al Horford, a Philly first rounder, which is probably going to be late, and Matisse Thybul, they're not giving up that sign first me up. rounder. But would you trade away Chris Paul and Chris Paul, Terrence Ferguson for, or would you trade away Chris Paul and? Baisley for uh, Tybal and Horford. Ooh, you gotta, get, you gotta give me a pick. Yeah, you gotta give me a you pick. You want a pick because it, I'm yeah. taking on that 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 contract that lasts too long. And you, you like you know think highly of Baisley. You want to see what he can reach. You know his potential. There's I always think, a chance to him away. Tybal's good though. I think he highly is good. Of Matisse Tybal. Like yeah. that guy is. A, he locked up Dennis Schroeder today. He's he a did. terror. And on he had some. Perimeter. I mean, a ton of deflections. Nothing yeah, gets by him. Like I was playing in. I was playing 2K the other day. And I, I was like, all right, I'm going to do a reclamation project. And I started with the Knicks, and I just traded the entire farm with all the picks. And I got Tybal and Ty- Tyler Hero. <laughs> you ain't touching my squad, bro. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Uh, the TT squad. I like it. The TT squad. The TT squad. I can think of another TT squad, but <laughs> that's for another podcast. Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, again, Thunder beat the 76ers 102-97. to uh, On the back of Andre Robertson. Knocking down two clutch three pointers in the waning fun. moments of the game. What was, what was the final like run? It was like a forty something to sixteen. Yeah, like yeah, forty five to sixteen or something like that to finish it That's off. Incredible, just, just absolutely massive. And doesn't that speak to Oklahoma City actually having a system put in place that the team, regardless if it's the starters or the bench, that the team actively pursues and runs through the progressions throughout the game on offense right instead of having the russell westbrook show and then telling raymond felton to say all right run something completely different now like the entire team has a set offense and a set of expectations from billy donovan but also likely chris paul that it makes them more effective so when their bench gets on the floor these guys that were formerly known as crappy players or as kevin durant said you know shitty players with you know he couldn't win with those cats now suddenly these role players have roles and they're good in them. Like Abdul Nader, who is concussed, has turned into something good. Who is an NBA player? Hamadou Diallo has a role. Uh, and freaking Dort goes from role player to 
point guard pretty pretty good <laughs> running offense yeah. against against the backups like it's just incredible to me that you can flip the script that quickly and actually own the rockets in, not only on the court this year but you own the rockets in the tiebreaker yeah it's just incredible yeah, I don't, you're right definitely. i think a system in place and then depth i mean this team does have a lot of depth and a lot of versatility guys who can play different positions now obviously the sixers uh, are a little different you know when they have Embiid, it's different and also yes like it was kind of like our our third stringers playing against uh sixers third stringers but to your point coming are like those third stringers can go in and make things happen because they follow a system they have a, a way that they the, the team plays as a whole and there's some depth. I mean, there's a lot of guys who can play on this team. We even saw Deontay come in and, and hit a three. That, just, that was and then airball big. a three yeah, immediately airball, afterwards. Yeah, yeah. I just keep on thinking about Alec Burks and if he had decided to stay oh, in OKC. Yeah. That, he, he looked solid again. He's, he's looked like, really good this season. How bad do you like? You're like, oh, man, OKC is like, all right, we get it. Everybody's gone. You can leave. So you choose the Warriors because you think you're about to win a ring. And then everything <laughs> goes on to you. hell. And then he gets traded to the Sixers. And now he's like their backup duty guy. But like, imagine if Dennis Schroeder had Alec Burks yeah. and everybody else to go with. So, sorry, Alec. He would have fit well. He would have fit well. All right. Well, before we move on, guys, let's take a quick moment to tell you about betonline.ag. Sports are coming back. Thank goodness. And so are your chances to bet on your favorite teams and events. Major League Baseball finally kicked off this past week, and there's no better place to start wagering than our exclusive partners, Bet Online. Check out all the odds, futures, and props to bet on, all available 24-7. And with the return of sports, BetOnline sat down with former pro players Eddie George, Harold Reynolds, and seven-time NBA, seven NBA champ Robert Horry. See what they had to say and what on what it'll be like playing without fans in a series they're calling Fandemic. Visit BetOnline.ag for, for all your odds and up-to-date sports news. Remember to use promo code BLUEWIRE to receive your new welcome bonus. That's promo code BLUEWIRE. BetOnline, your online wagering experts. pandemic that's pretty clever all right guys so we are two scrimmages in now the thunder will play their third scrimmage tuesday at 5 p.m that one will be on regular tv fox sports oklahoma you won't have to stream that one online but now that we're two scrimmages in i wanted to play a game of buy or sell so i'm going to give you guys a statement and i want you to tell me if you are buying it or if you are selling it all right, instead of going back and forth, I'm just going to lob this out to the two of you and let you guys discuss. Perfect. First one, buy or sell. Hamadou Diallo has jumped Ferguson in the rotation. I'm buying it. Um, we've seen it twice now. Uh, Ferg barely got any run in the first scrimmage, and then today he didn't really play after um, that first half. I think Billy just likes what Hami brings to the table in terms of energy. When you're like for that position, especially, he's just looking for somebody who can go out and make things happen. That's what Hami does, uh, sometimes to a detriment to the team. But <laughs> overall, he's he's actually going to do something instead of Ferguson, who really just unfortunately hasn't been impacting the game when he's in uh, this past season, and that's continued into these scrimmages. It just seems like Billy doesn't really have confidence right now in Ferg. I'm gonna. This is a cop out. I would rather <laughs> postpone my answer till after the third scrimmage because i mean like justin said the other day uh ferguson has not been shooting at all over this period and so and and he's probably out of shape because if he's not if he's not shooting the ball what's he gonna do like just doing jogs and sprints uh like maybe lifting some weights even though it doesn't look like he's been lifting any weights whereas diallo i mean like he's he's a better ball handler so he can affect the game at a higher rate and Although that means, like, you know, Jake, we were watching the game, and he's 
we knew Diallo on a fast break meant bad news because we knew he was going to mess it up somehow, and it was just a, it was a catastrophe down under. So I would rather I would rather reserve my judgment till after that third game because I mean I don't I don't think Diallo officially has jumped Ferg in the rotation, uh, but I'm not surprised about him getting in the game early before him because the first game, gosh, Ferg was like off the bench he was like what the ninth guy off the bench the other day uh like 10th or 11th yeah and not until like the late second half and so like and would ferg have gotten in or later today if nader would have been healthy that's a good point point. um so i don't i don't i really don't know i mean like positionally on defense you're gonna pick ferguson but if you're looking for if you're looking for just more offensive creation guys that are aggressive and that guys just don't really give a damn uh, about what happens to their bodies. I mean, of course, you want to go Diallo, but Diallo, Diallo comes with more mistakes. Whereas Ferg, he comes with less mistakes but less opportunity. Yeah, yeah that's definitely. A good point. Um, for the record, over the first two scrimmages, Diallo's played thirty-six minutes. Ferguson's played fifteen. Wow. Yikes. So yeah, I that, think that that kind of speaks a lot to me. I think. Yeah. How many has Dre played? That's a good question. Let me look that up real quick. I think Dre played twelve today. Yeah, uh, I could be wrong on that. that on he played he played eleven against the Celtics, and then Dre played. This is great podcasting. <laughs> just me scrolling through my phone. Uh, Fifteen today, so twenty six minutes. So okay, more minutes. So eleven more minutes than, than Ferguson. Ferg. Jeez, man, that is he's almost played like, double Ferguson's minutes. To your point, Kamiar, we've heard about teams, you know, especially these preseason or whatever you want to call them, the gear up scrimmages, uh, but also even like some of these seeding games for these teams where it doesn't really matter all that much. You're kind of locked into a playoff spot. Could be tre- treating those games a little more as um, well, obviously gear up games, but also um, summer league games. So maybe that's why Diallo is getting more minutes is just seeing what he can do and kind of treating it like a summer league since he won't really get that this year. Who knows? I, I, I really like, I really like what I saw from Nader in the first game before he bounced his head off the floor. Like he just, we talked about this yesterday, the day before it is night and day, his performance from last year to this year. And yeah. you can attribute that to Chris Paul's leadership. As Nader said, while Chris Paul's like his teammate for a solid week said he's the best teammate he's ever had, which is incredible after experiencing Russell Westbrook. It could have been something to do with um, the Celtics basically willing just to give him up and the OKC taking a flyer on him. And it all, I'm sure it has a lot to do with him changing his entire body style and you know, he definitely slimmed down, got more muscular, and it looks like he definitely took the next step as far as the league. But I mean, I mean, I just, I just really like, actually like Nader. That's yeah, a good point. Good. It seems crazy, like a year ago today, saying that we'd rather have Nader over both Hami and Ferg playing. But like, it might be true. His defense isn't as bad. He's not as clumsy. But when he tries to take a coast to coast, this man needs to stop. Yeah. All right. Next one. Buy or sell. Andre Robertson's three-point shot. Sell. Sell (laughs) He's three of four in the bubble so far, guys. Sell it all. Steven Adams was one of one from three last year. (laughs) In the preseason. It was was this year, actually. Yeah. For games that counted. Yeah, I... uh... I, I I'm selling that he's you know he's only going to miss one or two three pointers a game, but I'm buying that his his three point stroke is is actually a thing. I think we're going to see him shoot the ball without hesitation with more confidence. I think we're going to see him hit some of these, but we are I don't think we're going to see him go three or four from three every single game. <laughs> to call me our's point, but I mean maybe one of two some games, maybe two of four some games. Um, I think he's going to hit some threes for us 
this this season resumption and then into the playoffs. Still selling. All right, next one. Darius Baisley's increase in playing time. You buying that Baisley's going to – let me look up. I don't have the minutes in front of me. But Baisley, we just talked about him, uh, has been looking really good. He played 26 minutes today, and against Boston, he logged 19 minutes. Uh, compared, Obviously, starters weren't playing in the second half. Gallo played a lot less. But Did he play uh, that many minutes during the season? That's no, what during, I was going to say. During the season, like gosh, 30, I don't know. Like, well, hey, it's like 13, right? Something yeah, like that. I was going to say, I'm selling because I think even though I love what Baisley's brought, like we talked about yeah, at the top of the Gallo's podcast, gonna be on the floor more. I think he's uh, going to be playing minutes similar to what he played in the regular season. I think he's going to get in every single game, uh, pending injury, obviously, yeah. but um, I think it's going to be, like Kamiar said, exactly what he was looking like um, heading into the pause and play. Well, hell, you never know. They put him at the they put him at the five when Nerlens yeah. was out. yeah. That was fun. No, I, I think I think you're giving the, all those minutes to Gallo, and you're giving all those minutes to Gallo, and then you give the rest of those minutes to Nerlens. So I think he'll just go back down to what he was prior to the and some of those minutes to Dre. Um, Royce, yeah, I was about to say, do you think Dre takes some of those minutes, or would Dre take more minutes at the three? Uh, Royce reported in his article about Dre when he returned on Friday um, that apparently they're playing planning on playing him at backup power forward. Dre. Great. Oh, there you go. Yeah, not well, Baisley is versatile in the fact that he, I think he can play three, four, and they've been messing with him at the five a bit. So, all right, buy or sell Shea Gilgis Alexander's playmaking ability. Sorry, I was taking a drink of water. I'm buying. I'm all in. I, uh, I love what I've seen. I think that's just going to continue to improve. It's not going to be perfect um, all the way up to the end of this season whenever the, they win or lose in the playoffs. But uh, I think we're just going to see that continue to improve. And um, come next season, I think he's just going to be even better at playmaking. So I, I love it, and I'm buying. I think he's pretty good. Uh, I, I mentioned in the Slack that I think he looks skinnier than somebody else say he looks like he looks more muscular. But <laughs> we, we settled on he he's just more lean. And yep. maybe it's just because we're in – Maybe it's because he's, I don't know, He it just looks like he's a skinnier or faster version of what he was before. Like him driving through the lane to dish and whatever, he didn't really do that too much at the end before Rudy Gobert ruined everything. Uh, so, I mean, yes, I'm buying that. And, he's, and like I said, he's going to need to average 23, 25 points a game uh, without Dennis Schroeder in the bubble. Uh, of course, you need Chris Paul to step up and have less terrible games, but... Uh, but yeah, I am all by Shea's playmaking ability. He's getting better. Beautiful. All right. Well, you mentioned it, so we'll go straight to him. Chris Paul struggles. Chris Paul. You buying or selling? Today he had five points, two assists, one rebound, two of eight shooting, zero of three from three, five turnovers, and Ugh. four fouls. He just looked bad at some points. Yeah. Yes. He also did against the Celtics, Celtics two points, five assists, two rebounds, one of three shooting, one turnover two fouls chris paul hasn't looked great in the bubble so far guys i think i'm selling on it or not think i i am selling on it just because of what we saw before the the break and play i mean he's he looked better than he has in a really long time really since his clippers days um uh, but with that being said there is a little has i mean these are just scrimmages and again i somebody brought up i think it was the thunder guys twitter account who replied to me when i was on the uncontested twitter account saying do you think maybe it's just Chris knowing these are scrimmages, so he's kind of taking a backseat and letting a guy like Shea use that opportunity to develop and show his playmaking and gain confidence? 
I think that probably is some of it as well. But with that being said, it's a little concerning just because of Chris Paul's um, uh, career. I almost said injury history. His his career history, right? He goes to the Rockets, and we kind of saw some some stuff like this. And then he kind of the uh, you know the um, abnormality of or gosh, I can't talk. Um, Chris Paul has been Chris Paul coming to the Thunder and playing so well this past season, but again, before the break in play. So it does worry me and give me a little hesitation. Like, what if he does kind of resort back to how he was playing with the Rockets before he came? But um, I'm still selling. I, th- I think Chris will be okay. But there is a little hesitation there for me. Chris is a consummate professional. He's the president of the Players Association. I That's don't true. Think it's He's a, struggling a lot it, of things right now. I don't think it's a matter... I, I I don't think it's a matter of like him like taking it seriously because there's scrimmages. Like he would be the person that's most taking it seriously if anybody else. Like he's one to nothing with Lou Will for uh, the snitch hotline. <laughs> so I mean, he just looks like he's struggling. I mean, like, but you know, just like any other guy, just like any other player in the NBA, they'll tell you you got to play through it. So yeah. I, I'm sure he'll get back to where he is because he's a self-proclaimed hooper and he wants to hoop. Well, so, uh, and to should, that uh, point, Gallo on the, against the Celtics looked awesome, right? He looked like he didn't skip a beat, and today he looked awful. So you're right, Comier. That's that's a good point. They just it's just like typical Thunder stuff. They they will look really really great one day, and then one day they'll like look kind of out of sorts. But at the same time, it'll look like that when the Sixers are unconscious from three and you can't make a layup. So uh, it'll happen, but I'm not worried at all. All right, last one. Buy or sell? Thunder's poor shooting from three. Against Boston, the Thunder shot 10 of 30. Against the 76ers, the Thunder shot a blistering 15. <laughs> no, that's not. That's the, the Philly line. 11 of 38 for 29%. Ooh. I mean, were, were, they, were they a good three-point sh- shooting team to begin with? Um, while you guys discuss, I will pull up where they ranked in the league in three-point shooting. I mean, this seems like, I mean, and maybe because I'm thinking about the previous, you know, three years since Kevin Durant, Fair. uh, but they have never really been a good three-point shooting team. So when oh, the Thunder are shooting well from three, they, they win by like double digit margins. But when they're shooting normally from three, it seems like that's why they're in so many clutch games. And yeah, they're uh, good shooting so, in the clutch. <laughs> yeah. So that's, what I, I, I'm going to, I'm going to buy the Thunder's poor shooting from three because I, I think they are average at best. They have Gallo and you just hope Dennis Shea or Chris makes some. The Thunder are 18th in the league. Yes. For yeah, the season at 35.5% shooting. Uh, they are probably right at around 30% right now. So they're below average. Yeah. So, yes. yes, I'm buying this poor shooting from three. Okay. I'm, I'm selling on this one, uh, not because I think they're going to be a top 15 uh, three-point shooting team, but just because I don't think they're this bad. And honestly, I think it's as simple as the, the shooting is going to improve when conditioning improves. And I think we're just going to gradually see that number go back up to what it was, um, especially midway through or maybe towards the end of the eight seeding games. I wonder if the basketball floor in the layout... That's a good point. I've heard messes, some players talk about that. ...messes with their peripheral vision and their depth perception regarding the 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 hoop the bucket whatever you want to call it or as Ted Cruz would call it a basketball ring, um, <laughs> I wonder really if that messes with players' depth perception just knowing that there's no fans anywhere 
in there. It's just the basket alone. It's just the goalpost alone. And there's like it, and there's like being a far back wall that's further back. It, that would seem a lot closer because you usually have camera crews there. I bet that has to mess with some people, some players' depth perceptions and shooting the ball about how close the the they really need to they really are. I think uh, there's definitely some truth to that. Because like that's it, like being a basketball player, especially shooting three. If you're in the mid range or if you're close up, it's different. But if you are shooting from three, you need to have excellent depth perception, and uh, that messing with you would have a lot to do with lots of clanks. All righty. Well, guys, that's all I have for buy or sell for the Thunder. And I'm sure these will change as we see this final scrimmage on Tuesday. And then the Thunder officially kick off their season on Saturday against the Utah Jazz. Uh, it's fitting that we're picking up right where we left off with the Utah Jazz. So uh, before we get to some bubble news, though, Taylor's going to tell you real quick about our new sponsor. Have you ever heard of DealDash.com? It's the best, most honest bidding site where you can win things you'd never expect at a price you never believe. They have over a thousand auctions every day on electronics, appliances, beauty products, home decor, and even cars. Here's how it works. It's like an auction, but every item starts at $0 and only goes up one cent every time you bid. The kicker is that auction clock restarts after just 10 seconds. That means every time you bid, everyone else has 10 seconds to answer or the item is yours. If you go ahead and buy now, DealDash is offering, offering our listeners an extra 100 free bids upon sign-up on top of their other discounts. Go to DealDash.com and use the offer code UNCONTESTED or DealDash.fm slash UNCONTESTED. That's D-E-A-L-D-A-S-H dot F-M slash UNCONTESTED. All right, gentlemen, before we get out of here, we got to do a bubble news roundup, starting with the thing that's dominated the, the bubble news cycle over the weekend. Lou Williams leaves the bubble, goes to Atlanta for a funeral, I believe, um, and then is seen on Instagram. I think it was Instagram. Someone took his picture on Instagram. Jack. In Jack Harlow. Jack Harlow. I don't know who that is. What's popping? Jack Harlow. At a strip club called Magic City in Atlanta, <laughs> where Lou claims he was picking up food. I don't know anyone who's ever gotten takeout oh, yeah. from a strip club, but apparently they have really good wings. I've seen, actually, there are some wings at Magic City named after Lou Williams. <laughs> oh, so, so maybe he's a regular. He was, yeah, so maybe he picked up some of his own wings. But the NBA caught wind of this and had to decide how long he would have to quarantine upon returning to the bubble and they have settled on 10 days, so Lou Will will miss at least the first two Laker, or sorry, not, not Laker, Clipper games uh, while he is in quarantine because he went and got wings from the strip club. <laughs> I mean, if they really thought he just picked up to-go food with his mask on, you know, ran to Jack Harlow or whatever, took a little picture, and then left and went back and ate his wings back home, he wouldn't be quarantining for 10 days, you know, like. Hey, that's a nice story that they're doing, and they probably want that to to help their co- the NBA's cause because they they aren't going to suspend one of uh, one of the best teams in the league's best players unless he does something that like literally they they have no choice but to, and it's unquestionable. Um, my bet is is they they know he he was hanging out at the strip club. Let's let's call it how it is. Jack Harlow is an American rapper. <laughs> well, there you go. All right. Well, Google. They were hanging out out the strip club. So um. 
surprised at all that it's Lou Williams that gets caught in the strip club and not James Harden? <laughs> I mean, now you have to give sixth man of the year to Dennis Schroeder, right? There yeah, you there go. you go. I like it. I, I'm with it. Um, I read that uh, Alex Caruso was wanting to leave the bubble to go to his sister's yeah, wedding in this Texas. this is crazy. And the league kind of reviewed where Texas was at as far as COVID cases. Not good. The type yeah. of spread that happens at weddings, uh, which is also not good, and determined that he would have to quarantine 10 to 14 days upon return. Right. So Alex decided to not go to they the wedding. They don't need him. <laughs> well, they, they we'll might see. right now without KCP. Um, or not KCP, whoever's sitting out. Uh, Avery Bradley. Avery they, Bradley and Rajon Rondo. They, yeah, yeah, and Rondo. Did you not watch the Lakers scrimmage of the day? Dion, Dion buckets. gave them buckets. He did. Step back in everywhere. And My I love man, it. I love it. Dion. He was like, he was really good in the minutes that they gave him at the end. And then did you see J.R. Smith throw like 15 crossovers and shoot the ball off the side of the backboard. He he lobbed it to Dwight Howard, but that was about it. Yep. I am so ready for playoff Dion. It's not even oh, funny. Oh yeah. Uh, other news in the bubble. Bull Bull. Bull Bull. Let's is go. good. He's been playing impressively. He really has. I am... It's just a scrimmage. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see um, who was it? I think Worldwide Wob tweeted at JJ Reddick and said, hey, how did uh, Bull Bull block that shot? Or did you think Bull Bull could block that shot? And JJ responded back and said, I have no idea how he got that effing ball, um, which was, was pretty funny. I mean, just looking at Bull Bull on television, that guy's arms don't end. They just keep going and going and going. It's freaky looking. Yeah, it, it looks is. It's like Slenderman. Also, just in general, the fact that uh, Jokic started at point guard, Jeremy Grant at shooting guard. Um, before on the first scrimmage, Paul Millsap was able to play um, because he didn't skip his chrono test at that point. And uh, it was the small forward, bold bolt power forward, and Plumlee at center. I mean, that's incredible. It's well, the I opposite of small ball. Yes. But also, yeah, Bull Bull yesterday had another um, 15 points, three rebounds, three assists, one steal, two blocks. Uh, I mean, he, And he's shooting he's threes shooting, pretty yeah, effectively. Yeah. And just his, his chemistry with Jokic looks really, really uh, exciting. And look, I don't think he's going to get a ton of minutes or anything come playoffs. I don't think we should expect anything crazy there. But um, I think what he's showing is that he's absolutely a player for the, the Nuggets to continue to use and uh, when they build around Jokic you know, with this youth um, alongside Michael Porter Jr. if he can stay healthy. I just love that. The first time he gets a double-double, I'm calling it a double-double. <laughs> <laughs> All right, more bubble news. DeAndre Ayton, speaking of big men, DeAndre Ayton shooting threes. I haven't seen that pop up today when I was tweeting along on the Young Contested account uh, during the Thunder game because um, those games overlapped. He apparently hit a couple. Yeah, he's he's up. hit a couple. Bull Bull is shooting threes. DeAndre Ayton is shooting threes. Steven Adams <laughs> shot a three. Crazy. Must crazy be something times. in the water down there in Florida. Is he Jamaican the threes? <laughs> I hate you so much. <laughs> Speaking of the Phoenix Suns, though, uh, DeAndre Ayton obviously is in the bubble playing, but big man Aaron Baines is not uh, due to a positive COVID test from about a month ago. He tested positive, had symptoms, said it really kicked his butt. Um, he quarantined himself, and then his wife and his two children got COVID as well from a different source, not from him. 
And they had very, very mild symptoms where Bain said he was out for like four or five days. He said he never saw consecutive hours. He would wake up for less than an hour, go back to sleep, wake up for less than an hour, go back to sleep. And he's still struggling and he's got to produce these negative tests before he can go down. And he is not doing well with COVID apparently. Yeah, that's uh, that's scary, and all the more reason that they need DeAndre Ayton to you know be durable and be able to play oh, some bigger man, minutes. It's the Suns; they they're they are there to take it, L's. Right, true and develop and develop. And unlike un, unlike the real Bane, this Bane must have not wore a mask. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like that it. Was good. Um, hey, speaking of the Suns, though, Mikael Bridges has looked pretty good. Yeah, he's I like solid. that kid. I, I like that kid the, a lot. The Suns guys are for our under the bubble series um they were they were really high on on bridges very good all right last bubble roundup question or not question but but statement i guess um so joel Embiid missed today with an ankle injury or was an ankle or a calf uh i thought some lower extremity lower lower leg romeo langford missed the boston game against the thunder with quote a stomach issue which is mildly concerning but probably Mm -hmm. nothing uh as Taylor mentioned earlier, Paul Millsap did not play the other day, and Porzingis is not playing today because they missed their COVID test. They got to take a COVID test every morning. These guys just didn't go down to their COVID test, so the league has locked them in their hotel room for the day. Oh, no. They are quarantined, and they cannot play in the scrimmage until uh, they produce another negative test. I'm sure so they're really sad they about that. that. Yeah, yeah. They don't, they don't care. They, they just want to play. So, but but my question for all of that, uh, they that for Romeo Langford, they they made made him not play and stay in his hotel room because of the stomach issue. They didn't know what it was. So, is the bubble protocol working? We're locking guys down for missing tests. We're locking guys down for stomach issues. He probably just had the runs. Probably ate some spicy chicken or something. Um, obviously, Lou will getting <laughs> uh, put in the pen for ten days for hitting up the strip club. It seems like the protocol is working so far. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Lou Will went to go get some uh, chicken breast, sold the chicken, uh, <laughs> and but yeah, no, it seems to be working. I still, I still consistently think about the workers that are doing all the other things for these NBA players right. uh, that don't live in the bubble, and I think about like how that could be an issue. But for now, like it is working for everybody. And so it's the safest place in Florida and probably even the entire South right now, which is true. Uh, not great to say the least, but, uh, but yeah, you, you gotta, I mean, you would say the bubble protocol is working, right? Nobody's testing positive inside the bubble. And once something awry happens or once somebody does something stupid, like order DoorDash or whatever, uh, they have to quarantine for the next however many days to make sure they don't have symptoms. Yeah. No, it, it seems that we, I mean, until we, we see a positive test, it, it's it's working. But, um, yeah, like you said, comrades, there's still some some possibilities. Um, but so far, it's holding up, so let's hope it continues, especially as we're Definitely. getting closer and closer to actual basketball games. A week ago, yep. or a week from today, we'll be talking about the Thunder's first real game and real Definitely. rotations. I'm excited for it. And speaking of protocol, Zion back in the bubble. True. And currently serving his four-day quarantine, making sure he's getting negative tests. Uh, and we'll be back with the Pelicans. Uh, speaking of the Pelicans as well, sorry, not not a, too big of an aside, but Nikhail Alexander-Walker, Chase Cousin, yesterday. he hooped the other yeah. night. Reunite him, Presty. 
Get the cousins <laughs> together in OKC. Canada basketball. Those two with uh, with Lou Dort. The Canada yep. lineup. I'm into it, man. Let's make it happen. Let's make it happen. All right. Well, gentlemen, any parting thoughts on the Thunder's first two scrimmages before we get our listeners out of here? It's just been so nice and so refreshing to have basketball again, especially Thunder basketball, even if it's scrimmages, even if we're watching third stringers play in the fourth quarter. It's a, It's been a blast, and I'm just thankful to have it back. I keep on thinking about the inevitable of next season and what that looks like. Yeah, that's worrisome. True. Uh, because, like, let's say let's say the Thunder, they play wonderfully in those eight games, and let's say they even advance the second round. And then once that's over, we're like, okay, where do we go from here? But, no, it, it's nice to see, like, it's just, like, it's pretty weird looking at it because you get so familiar with all the players. And... Um, besides maybe Deontay and Devin Hall. And so it's like, yeah, these are these are everybody. Like, they play a ton of minutes, and it's just nice to see everybody back on the floor. Yep. It's nice to see Dre to come in and actually contribute. Like yeah, the that's first been game awesome. And he wasn't, the first game, he wasn't really contributing as much as it was just like, like he's just out there trying to figure out what the hell he's doing. <laughs> and get the nerves out. Body. And then this game, it was like, oh, wow, he's actually, he's actually actively yep. changing the game and actually won the game and iced it. So it's just, it's just just pretty good for him. I mean, like I talk crap on Dre because he can't shoot the ball worth a damn, but it's nice to see him uh, back on the court after you know the last teammates he had were Mellow, yeah, PG and Russ. Yep. Hey, something we were else. talking about it today. He's he's sharing the court with guys he's never played with before. Yeah, chemistry. Like Dennis, he's never played with Dennis Schroeder. Jacob brought that up during the game. Yep, he's never played a game with Dennis Schroeder. I don't think he's ever played a game with Deontay Burton. Dort. Crazy. Dort, Shea, Chris, Baisley, Muscala. The, the only constant he has is Steve, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Now, who's really now he did play with Nerlens, right? Was Nerlens the backup center that year? Was he? No, no he it, wasn't. It was the next season when, when Nerlens came. Yeah. Jeremy Grant played backup center that season. Crazy. Hey, this is Nerlens' second year. You know what mm-hmm. else I'm excited about, though? finding a way to get one of us on the Microsoft Teams virtual fan experience thing. We have got to find a way to get one of us on there. Oh, yeah. I've got a good way. <laughs> I sent this to Jacob for his birthday, too. Oh, boy. I don't re- recall this. I don't know where you <laughs> just check your Just check your phone. Uh-oh. <laughs> I said happy birthday. And there was an image with it. <laughs> oh, yeah. He... Took his shirt off. That'll, that'll <laughs> get, get you on, on. Microsoft Teams. With, with my shirt over my face. That'll get you on the Microsoft yeah. Teams. All right, guys. Well, hey, thank you so much for checking out The Uncontested. We appreciate you. If you haven't already, make sure you subscribe wherever you get your podcasts as we will be dropping post-game pods of every game down in the bubble. So be ready for those. Uh, Wednesday comes the last episode of Under the Bubble. So be ready for that it'll cover the lakers and the oklahoma city thunder and then tuesday evening we will have our last scrimmage post game pod friday we'll have a normal scheduled podcast and then saturday the thunder play and we'll do a post game pod after that and post game pods after every game moving forward so we are super excited hope you guys have enjoyed all the content we've been putting out but being back to basketball is oh so awesome we're super thankful make sure you check out betonline.ag check out dealdash.com and go to boomtownhoops.com for all of your thunder wants and needs join the discord channel while you're there because that thing is hopping during thunder games 
We will talk to you Tuesday night after the Thunder take on the Portland Trailblazers in the final scrimmage, which should be the one that looks most like a regular game. Until then, please wear your masks, wash your hands, socially distance. Let's get COVID under control so we do get a 2021 NBA season. And until then, you guys take it easy. Thunder up. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in a new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series now streaming on Showtime. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call. Click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.